Welcome to Growing in Grace, a weekly program featuring informal conversation to help with growth in understanding the gospel and to live in the freedom that comes through Jesus Christ. And now, here's the hosts of Growing in Grace, Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski. Welcome again to Growing in Grace. I'm Mike Kapler along with Joel Brzezinski. Hi, Joel. Hey, Cap. How are you doing this week? Doing good. Doing good. Looking forward to chatting about what we were talking about last time. Um, we were talking about how Jesus uh, delivered us from the law. And, of course, we could spend uh, years talking about this. Uh, we focused on some scriptures in Colossians and Hebrews, and maybe we can pick up uh, where we left off there. Um, and thank you for being out there listening to us here on the, uh, we call our program Growing in Grace on the Grace Walk website. And uh, we look forward to just getting together every week and having some informal conversation uh, centered around uh, the good news of Jesus Christ. And we are really thankful for the, the whole ministry, the whole Grace Walk ministry. It's a wonderful thing. I mean, uh, Steve McVeigh uh, started out over a decade ago. Um, just learn, you know, his his life went through quite a transformation. If you've read any of his books, uh, look at his website. You'll see the type of life that he's had is, I mean, I'll put it in real simplistic terms. He he went from kind of a legalistic living a life under legalism, kind of putting perhaps other people under that same type of legalistic teachings and living by it himself. And he went through a transformation where he was kind of brought to rock bottom, and he under, he, he became to gradually understand that his life was, was Christ in him. It wasn't lived by his own power, his own strength. And I, Cap, and you, and I suppose uh, many other people listening have probably been through maybe a similar type of transformation, or maybe I've talked to a lot of people who just caught on to the grace thing right away. It's like, oh yeah, okay, no big thing. But I mean, but the the thing is, is that it's it's a freeing thing to know that the. The creator of the universe, the God who created everything, is personal with us. He, he loves us so much that he would wipe out everything that was against us because we were created in Adam. We're unholy, we're unrighteous, we're sin- we were sinners. And God, in his great love for us, despite that we've never done anything to earn it or deserve it, put his son Jesus Christ on the cross to take that punishment for us and to wipe out those requirements that were against us so that we could stand holy and righteous and pure, not just before him, not just standing before him, but his life united with our life. Yeah, and it's all about what he did. Uh, It's not about what we do or don't do that that puts us in this position. You know, we were finding out last week that... um, the Bible declares that we're we're already complete in Him. Isn't that something? We're complete in Him. Um, I think, and I know we've said this before, but I think that we spend so much of our time seeking after God or, or the things that we pray for. A lot of times what we pray for or what we seek after has already been given to us, and we don't even realize it yet. Yet the Bible tells us we're, we're uh, complete, that we're forgiven, that we are righteous, that we are holy that we're sanctified, that we're anointed. I don't know how many times I used to pray uh, for God's anointing in my life. You know, well, the Bible says it's already been done. And and so on and on we go, learning, because you see, as we begin to learn more about who we are in Christ and what has already been uh, given to us through him, then there, there's so much more that we can accomplish 
and 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 I for the gospel and and I think have a greater impact on on the lives of people out there who are waiting to hear the good news. Oh man, there there's so much to that. That just just knowing who we are, knowing what Christ has, you know, what God has already made us to be, knowing that His life is now in union with our life makes all the difference. Um, instead of you know Him being out there somewhere just helping me when I need help. His life is indwelling mine, and everything that He's called me to do, whether it's you know ministry within the body of Christ, whether it's going out and spreading the gospel, whether it's loving my wife and kids or, or whatever, everything, all the power is is already in me. I don't need to seek God for more power, for more grace, but rather just let go. What I need to do is let go, submit my life, my efforts and everything over to him so that he with his perfect love through me can do all these things i've been made complete i no longer am, am seeking to become something and now i think as life goes on we, we we go through a growing process where we learn more and more about god's power in us and who we already are but it's not like we actually become more and more of anything mm. You know, uh, we talked about the sacrifice of Christ last week and how he, uh, the handwriting of requirements that was against us, the law that was contrary to us, Jesus wiped those out, um, delivered us from them, del- delivered us from the rules and regulations that we couldn't keep anyway. Uh, that one sacrifice that uh, has, has brought us into this, this um this place that we've been talking about here the last few minutes, this place in Christ where we are complete in Him. And in Hebrews, we also refer to a, a few verses of Scripture um, that the uh, the old sacrifices of animals under the old covenant could not make us perfect, but the one sacrifice of Christ indeed already has made us perfect. It was impossible, not possible, I should say, that the blood of uh, bulls and goats could take away sins. It just wasn't possible for that. And uh, the book of Hebrews in chapter 10 goes on to say, well, you know what? The book of Hebrews, Joel, something I was just kind of thumbing through here, um, referring to an Old Testament scripture. um, I'm not sure if it was in Psalms or Exodus. But uh, in Hebrews chapter 10, sacrifice and offering you did not desire. Um, even, even then, uh, that wasn't really the, the, the God's original perfect plan. I mean, he knew that the, the blood of bulls and goats would, would not bring us to the place that, that we could be in Christ. Um, sacrifice and offering, burnt offerings and offerings for sin you did not desire, nor had pleasure in them. Uh, and then it goes on to talk about the sacrifice of Christ. Every priest under the Old Covenant would stand ministering daily, and offering repeatedly the same sacrifices which could never take away sins. But this man, Jesus, after he offered up one sacrifice for sins forever, sat down at the right hand of God. Uh, this is what's been accomplished for us. It's already been done. That's right, and it's it's important to remember that uh, all of these things that we're talking about that happened under, under the Old Covenant were, were types and shadows of what was to come. But the Bible says that Christ is the substance of, so it's just amazing to me as I think about this, how over the centuries, you know, God had set up this whole system, which wasn't, you know, which wasn't going to be the substance of what of what He was ultimately going to do. It was just, it was just a type, just a shadow. It was just, it's something to typify 
what the real thing was going to be. And it's amazing to me how he had people for years and years and years actually live under this thing. The good news, and I love the words good news, I love the word gospel, is that in, in Jesus Christ, God has brought all of these things, the, the shadows and the types of what we've yet to come. He's, he's, he's come to the end of all that and brought us the substance, and that was Jesus Christ himself. In Jesus Christ, all of these things that were supposed to be types and shadows, that were just examples of what was going to happen, has been brought to fruition. When people had to make sacrifices, when people had to be forgiven time after time after time, that was brought to an end in Jesus Christ, where once and for all we've been forgiven. You don't have to constantly be forgiven and forgiven and forgiven. You don't have to constantly confess and confess and confess. You don't have to constantly be reminded of your sins and how you have failed God. Because in the flesh, no matter if your sins were obvious or big or small and nobody knew it or whatever, you fell short. No, that was the bottom line. Without Christ, you fell short and your sins stood against you. The law was against you because you fell short. In Jesus Christ, all of that has been taken care of once and for all. So we stand innocent and pure and righteous because of the work of Jesus Christ. I can remember as a young as a youngster, Joel, when I first uh, accepted Christ into my life, uh, I had such a misunderstanding of all of this. Uh, yes, I was born again. I was a believer. But um, like a lot of people, I think, who get caught up with uh, at least certain aspects of, of legalistic teaching and uh, comparatively speaking, I didn't think what I had been brought up under, the, the teaching that I had been brought up under, I didn't think was really all that legalistic compared to some stuff that I saw out there. But now I can look back and see, oh man, because when I was a youngster, I think I had this mentality that said, um, I, I knew I was forgiven. Oh man, did I feel good when I came to Christ. I just felt like, a, you know, even as a young kid, that thousands of pounds of burden had been lifted off of me, and I felt so clean and so good. But I think I, my my uh, my perspective was that of having been forgiven, having all my sins wiped off the slate, and it was as if I was being given a second chance, and now I was being given this chance to start living right, <laughs> start getting it as good as I could, and if I didn't get it quite right, I could confess to God, and then I'd be forgiven, and I could start all over again. And from that point on, everything was perfect. Oh, you bet. You bet. <laughs> and, you know, eventually you do get to the place where you know you haven't confessed everything, so you throw out that big generic uh, confession, God forgive me for everything I can't remember, and, and it was really very similar to what they did under the Old Covenant. The only thing that was missing for me was an animal. <laughs> I, I kept going back to God and offering this sacrifice of confession and uh, thinking that that's what was going to be forgiving me. I didn't really understand about the value of the blood of Christ. And another thing I think, one thing I did, and I, I think a lot of people probably do this, is you kind of end up making up your own rules, you know, thinking that they're God's rules, because you know that you you don't have everything in your mind that God says to do and not to do under the law. You, you don't, I mean, there there's, let's face it, there's over 600 different laws and ordinances in the Old Testament, and if a person is going to try to live by those things, I mean, it's hard to remember all those. And so I, I remember in my life thinking, you know, just kind of putting myself under burdens, putting myself under rules that I thought if I lived by this I would please God and then I would end up 
breaking some of my own rules that I'd made, some of my own, quote, godly rules, and I felt bad for even breaking those. <laughs> and it's just, it's it's really, uh, it's a burden, it's, it's, it's hardship, and it's unnecessary to live that kind of a life, because in Christ we've been made pure. And the way that we live our life, the Bible says, now under Christ is by faith. And there's such a big difference between living by faith, living by trusting in Him and in His power, in His life in us, than us trying to do it all by ourselves, because we just can't do it. Yeah, over 600 laws and ordinances, like you said, and we focus on the top ten, but we can't even keep those. And uh, and so the, the problems continue. But and, and people get all shook up sometimes. We only have about a minute left here, Joel. But uh, people get real shook up sometimes when here in this country we hear of the Ten Commandments being taken down and big court battles and all of that. I heard Steve McVeigh say, or I, th- I think he, he even wrote it in Grace Walk, um, this country doesn't so much need the Ten Commandments. What, the, what this country needs and what the people in this country need is Jesus Christ. And yes, maybe maybe uh, the Ten Commandments thing being posted around our country to me that's a uh, a freedom of religion issue. It's not so much a spiritual issue with me because I understand that the law uh, is something that we don't have to get caught up with anymore in Christ. Thank thank God because otherwise we'd all be doomed. And a big amen to that. Christ came in the flesh so that. Uh so that we could be brought near to God. It's all because of the work that he's done. And thank you all for listening. Uh, this is Growing in Grace. Cap, Mike Kapler and I, Joel Brisecki, we're here with you every week, and we hope you'll be with us again next week. You've been listening to Growing in Grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Brisecki, a weekly program featuring informal conversation to help with growth in understanding the gospel and to live in the freedom that comes through Jesus Christ.